Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Crank that up, Jay. Goddamn beautiful Wednesday we got going on. Let's everyone out there get our posture up. Take a good breath. Crack a refreshment if you got one. Let's get serious. We got a special guest today. Fan favorite Casey Kenny. What's going on, guys? Let's get the get in the MMA world fired fired up like the last one. Remember? <laughs> yeah, maybe not too fired up, but yeah, exactly. Holy hell! That was uh, that was one for the books. Okay, uh, this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, it's all about the confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? And what's better confidence booster than fun around with your partner? All courtesy of the Chewables from BlueChew.com. What's BlueChew.com? BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra Salis, but in a chewable form. And at a fraction of the cost, BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED and provide harder and longer lasting erections. Blue Blue Chew is an online prescription service. There are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. BlueChew tablets are chewable. BlueChew tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. Okay. So, uh, BlueChew.com, code REDHAWK. R-E-D-H-A-W-K. Uh, when you guys are really wanting to lay the pipe, or you, you're maybe, you're about to fuck a girl that you've dreamed about fucking, and you really want to lay it down good, and you want to make her come back for more, nothing worse than having that opportunity, and you just bust in the first couple swipes. You been there? Been there. Casey's been there multiple times. So with the blue chew, I mean, I don't know if it's the best to use all the time, but once a month, when you're ready to really fuck for good like fuck good the blue chew gives you some a little bit of control it, it really does you're gonna have ultimate boner with ultimate control so check it out and give her a try ladies and gentlemen okay we got casey kinney in town he's been off for a little bit because you broke your hand against song little dong recently right yeah i actually I detached my pinky tendon that's right august 7th so we're a little over a year out of that and you had you fought back-to-back dominic cruz song yadong and those both could have went either way right yeah you know tough ass fights close decisions some of the best in the world yeah good scraps so uh did you did you uh did you watch bo nickel last night i did watch bo nickel i was hoping to see a little more of him but hey can't knock the guy for going out there and finishing a dude like that bro i'm excited to see that kid fight people don't understand this motherfucker let me see here this motherfucker is is a serious wrestler and you know with the with those division one wrestlers that are in the 
in the NCAA finals multiple times. He was a three-time national champion from Penn State. Um, those type of athletes are different, dude. Right. They get their fucking paws on you. You feel the power. You can pull that a little closer to your face. There we go, cool. Miller. Yeah, and I believe he, uh, I believe he got second his freshman year too. Yeah. So you know, make it to the finals as a freshman, a true freshman in yeah. the D ones. I mean, he won. He went wrestled three different weight classes: seventy four, eighty four, and ninety seven. So last year he won at ninety seven, which he doesn't look like a super big guy, but to win a D one national championship at one ninety seven, like those guys are monsters. So he's got to be just one of those guys that. I mean, it's not that he doesn't look fit or anything, but he doesn't look incredibly big yeah. or strong, but I guarantee he gets a hold of you and he's got that squeeze. Yeah, you know that motherfucker feels strong, dude. There's just something about that. Even just training with Bryce Meredith, Bryce, who's on the pod recently, he was in, in the finals, I think two times in the finals, four times state champ. They just got a different level of strength, dude. Yeah. And someone like Bo Nickel, watching him, how good of a fucking athlete he is. And he he's obviously trained with very good guys at American Top Team. So I'm pumped. He called out Kamzat. I'm like, fuck, that's a little steep right off the rip. But who wouldn't want to watch that? Right. And I mean, um, Kamzat, you know, he he goes out there and grapples people. Obviously, he stood and bang with Burns and he can put people down. But yeah. he's not super spectacular. So most like on the striking. I mean, it's effective, but he doesn't have crazy striking. Doesn't He's not going to really show Bo, I don't think, something that he wouldn't see before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But then maybe the maybe their wrestling cancels each other out, and then right. they're s sitting there striking with each other. Th that pace those guys come out with, though, with Kamza and Bo Nickel, eventually there's going to be someone who can kind of stop it, maybe with their footwork, maybe jack them up with the wrestling. And then are you able to keep up that pace for whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's 25 minutes, like Chael Sonnen used to do, remember? Yeah. He used to come out, change levels, and shoot on you, and change levels, and shoot on you, change levels, and shoot on you for 15 to 25 minutes. Right. Before there was USADA. Right. Now there's USADA. <laughs> it's like, fuck, is that even humanly possible to be able to sprint in a fight for 25 minutes? I at, mean, especially at that weight. Yeah. And you look at the Burns Chamaya fight, like, they both slowed down because the pace was so crazy. But I'd say about mid second round, they slowed way down compared to what they, they came out with. You know, yeah. they're still banging and going. And if you match that pace and stop it, you're probably a little winded too because, mm -hmm. you know, those guys come out like that. And, I mean, that's how – I had to slow my pace down just a little bit, but I remember my first few fights, it was like dead sprint, you know, still high pace, Bro. but there's just – you can't do it for – 15 25 minutes that's a big thing about going going from amateur to pro too you're used to these three minute rounds and about right at the three minute marks when you start getting tired yeah and then you move into five minute rounds and then five minute rounds and then title fights five five minute rounds so you really got to learn the pacing difference yeah it's, it's just uh, fucking huge it is huge um you know i went five rounds with roy vall who uh you know is a high paced guy and you know, we trained my ass off for that fight and I uh, was in good shape, but still, you know, we slowed down just a little bit too. You guys were scrambling a lot that fight too? Yeah, uh, I think they were striking and grappling pretty much every round. Uh, you know, I dropped them in the first and then pretty much had control, like back control and stuff mm -hmm. in the first. And then, you know, we stood up about every round, but I think third round i really started to pick up the wrestling because we were pretty, you know, he was dangerous on the feet and mm -hmm. then I was just mauling him on the ground. Uh, He's got a good guard. I just kind of flipped him over 
out of his guard into that you know like turtle position kind of just beat him up there yeah you just seem like a stronger kid than him yeah for, for i want for bo nickel i think the ufc is going to do it right with him i think i don't think they're going to give him one of these top 15 guys right off the rip but who knows he goes and smokes two more guys in the ufc they'll probably want to put him in front of a crowd give him a little bit of tests yeah. and then maybe two fights maybe they'll put him in in there but he's yeah. only two and oh yeah exactly and uh or three, is he three and zero now? Maybe he, yeah, he was two and zero. Now he's three and zero. So I mean, his first fight, he showed some hands, knocked yeah. that dude out. Uh, the next two, pretty much just took him down, mauled him. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him in the second or third round. I mean, mm-hmm. I know coming from a D one national champion, he's definitely in shape, can grab yeah. all that type of stuff, but. A fight's different, man. Yeah, I mean, when you got to bring that, when you got to bring that dog out in that second, third round, maybe you got a broke nose, maybe you got a cut that's bleeding, maybe you got cracked, or maybe you broke your hand, maybe you're, something happened that you did not expect, right. and then how do you react? But a kid like that, I can't see him just being a puss, you know? Yeah, and I don't see, you know, man, I wrestled in college for a couple of years, and it's uh, it's another beast, you know? Yeah, I mean, those guys are guys are savages it's basically a fight i remember coming out of wrestling tournaments black eyes you know bloody noses busted lips like i was in a fight yeah and training with kale sanderson for all those years at penn state in that room with all those years the kid knows how to learn right so i mean i'm fucking pumped to watch i'm, I'm glad they finally put him in yeah shit uh they were all ready for him they had the game ready for him and everything last night oh 100 percent, 100 so uh how many times have you fought in abu dhabi uh, I fought twice, um, so both in the same month, October 2020. Oh, same month. Same That's month, right, yep. because you fought, you came back to Vegas, and then you got a short notice against... Uh, Nathaniel Wood for the Habib Gaethje card. Damn. So, so you came back to Vegas for a week and then went back to... Yeah, which I knew I was fighting before I left. You want a little go of this? Yeah, sure. You won't, give me a little, you won't give me a sore on my lip, will you? Nah, we're good there. From those hookers? Nah, man. Freaking, uh, I guess I got to take those blue shoes so I can get some, <laughs> get some of those girls. Yeah. Oh, I bet that was an experience. So what's the big differences in Abu Dhabi? We've never been there and we leave next Thursday. We're going to go about two weeks early. Yeah, um... Actually, it's ironic. It's the same same month. You know, I fought uh, October third and October twenty fourth. So, man, it's it's a little humid. Like it's a little humid. Um, I also remember. Um, I mean, the Nathaniel Wood fight was one of my, you know, best banger fights out there. It's got fight of the night, and um, I remember doing the interview on ESPN. And it's only happened like one other time in my career. And, uh, man, I didn't feel good. I was about to pass out, and my blood sugar was a little low. You know, we always try to do everything perfect, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, getting electrolytes, making sure you're not drinking too much water, flushing the electrolytes out type of thing. But uh, I would say overload on the electrolytes type of thing over there because the humidity, that type of stuff. Uh, like, I remember I was soaked warming up. Like, we barely did a warm-up because – they had us in, which I'm not sure where you guys are at this time, but basically it was just like a tent they made over there in Abu Dhabi. Ah. And it was it was really warm in the warm-up area. And then... Um, Let me see. That, that, that makes you, I, I wonder if it's in the same exact arena or not. Yeah, I think they'll probably have a few fans, so it might be in a different arena. Because they didn't have any fans in the one you entered. Right. Zero. And I'd say that, and then... Um, the first time I went was really weird because uh, it was still on American time, like the the, paper, oh, that's or the, right. the show. So I ch- clocked in or I checked in at 
1.30 a.m. their time. The ETHAD Arena. ETHAD Arena. Um, E-I-T-H. Is that what it was or not? No, I don't believe so. I think that's the one that they were going to do it in, the, the Habib card. Uh-huh. They were going to do it with some fans, but they ended up not doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's basically right. It was right next to it. Right close. Huh? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, the hotels, other than that, it, it, it didn't affect you that much because your performances were always fucking good as fuck out there. Was it that different um, than being in America? Not really, man. Um, you know, like I said, being a little humid, but that could be you know anywhere anywhere um no nah, it really wasn't that much different you know they had the food and everything for us it was great uh you know EOC always takes care of you with that stuff and they uh, had the uh the meal prep foods what, yeah. what what's it called again um uh, well it used to be trifecta but now it's a different one. Oh, really yeah uh, like okay trifecta. so they had trifecta they're ready to rumble for everyone yeah oh, and, good. Uh, and then also they had which we were locked in um you know this bubble type thing and they had restaurants downstairs fire um, yeah it was good man everything was good like you know i found stuff at the restaurant i could eat that week uh definitely after uh weigh-ins you know they had basically whatever you wanted pasta steaks dinners that type of shit so so that was heavy covid time where you were taking a covid test every day yeah man um we would have to do two days in las vegas um and then we'd fly there in a hotel room we wouldn't. We weren't. We were only allowed to leave our hotel room before we, uh, before we took our COVID test. So we got there and like they didn't have training area. We just trained out in the parking lot and then we were in a hotel room for two days. In the Vegas suites there. Uh yeah, in the, in the yep. Holiday Inn suites. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and then, uh, then we went to did the sixteen hour flight and then we had to stay in our hotel room for two more days in Abu Dhabi. So it was like that was one thing I wasn't quite ready for. We were in a hotel room. Or not, not even having a training room for five days of the trip, pretty much. Damn. So you were four days in the hotel. Were you jaded a lot or not? Dude, no, not not fight week. Not yeah, fight yeah, week, yeah. Not you're fight empty. Week. You're empty. Yeah. So, uh, but man, I was I was getting restless there towards oh, the end. Abu, especially when we get to Abu Dhabi, it's like, damn, I'm in Abu Dhabi. Now mm-hmm. I have to sit in a hotel room for 48 hours. But, yeah, because you guys, it, it was heavy COVID time, so yeah. you guys weren't able to really explore and cruise around much. No, dude, they had they had like military around this bubble like it was not no joke um then you could rent the jet skis and they even had like a coast guard sitting where you couldn't go past a certain area on the jet ski damn Um, so they were they were serious about it which i believe they got some sort of pass because at that time they had the 14 day quarantine Mm -hmm. when you came into a country and abu dhabi was one of those spots so obviously we didn't have to do that so i think that's why it was so strict they probably got some certain pass for all of us to come yeah so we we still just got to do a covid test every 48 hours okay yeah Uh, i think it was about like that 48 hours yeah so what you've been doing on your off time much how you been keeping busy man because you've been you've been off for a year now so what have you been doing just you know i've I've been training when i can but just enjoying life man just uh you know eating some bad food and hanging out with friends going out smoking doing all that stuff fuck yeah enjoying it a little bit uh but it was good it was was some downtime you know i've been uh on your downtime though do you watch like netflix shows do you take a little smoke smoke game you know or uh, what do you do i don't game so that is one thing like before this break i hadn't really watched much much of anything like not much netflix maybe turn it on to fall asleep type thing but Mm -hmm. you know got into the cobra kai series uh, watched a bunch of movies. Um, it's another ch- have you watched that Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, I started it. What a fucking 
what a crazy guy good dude right? no jokes. just like <laughs> jesus fuck bro what a crazy guy but yeah i'm trying to think of some of the other ones uh, ever watch a uh, top boy on netflix uh-uh. it's um it's just like london gangs basically battle for control of london pretty you know, fire yeah it's pretty good man because you got your own place out here in glendale or have you been staying in tucson or here more uh, a little bit back and forth uh but I, I live up here and then my parents live down in tucson so i'll go down and stay with them train with chris nice that type of thing you got a girlfriend now nah no girlfriend damn man. so you're still swiping still swiping dude you know you gotta swipe right what's your usually go-to swipes when you say you match with a cutie and she hasn't said, do you just say, hey, what's up? What's your go-to? Or something that works. Man, I'm pretty basic. I just stick with I stick with the, hey, what's up type thing. I know some guys go all in, but yeah. I'm not that committed to the swiping right. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So do you do you try to get it out of the way that you're kind of wanting to smash off the rip? Or do you kind of play it like, maybe let's go on a date here, uh, get to know each other? Nah, I'm not a big dating guy like I normally uh-huh. You know, I, I think the, the dates and stuff, you know, that's kind of the girlfriend thing. But uh, so how do you get it out of the way? Like what words you use to get out of the way to, to where just, that girl knows you want to fuck? Well, I mean, I'll just be straight up. Maybe not say it so directly, but because some of them are about it. Some of them aren't. But maybe not say it so directly, but more like um, like give them a compliment. Like, or, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. You know, want to want to chill type thing. Oh, that's that's see, that's a good one. You know, straight up about it, but not too not heavy. Too heavy, you know, but still like getting to the point. Like, uh-huh. look, I'm we're not not looking for anything serious. Yeah, because so. you can always use the excuse like I got to focus on my career right now. I'm just not ready to dial in for a girl. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, there's that, and then you know another good one is I'm just looking for some good company. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, too. Might have to patent that one. I like that one. <laughs> I might, can I borrow it? You can borrow that. Okay, okay. Yep. And do you, ever, you you usually, are you 50-50 on there? Because I just feel on Tinder it's just like nothing. But I do have a picture of Mariah and I on there. Yeah. So that kind of puts away the hope of a girl wanting a boyfriend or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you have some success, but I guess I'd have some more success in person type thing. Yeah, because at, at the clubs, I mean, at the clubs, the girls are looking to kind of get naughty, huh? Yeah, and, you know, it kind of depends. The hit or miss. Some of them in the new age, it's like the younger ones, it's like they they need to know you before you. Like, if you come up and talk to them, they're a little bit, like, thrown off. Like, who are you? But, you know, if that's, that's girls I probably don't want to mess with anyways, you know? Which it's weird because, like, okay, the girls are getting sexy. They're putting on the sexiest dresses. They're putting on makeup. They want to look sexy. And then if you come up and just say, hey, what's up? And they look at you like, why are you talking to me? It's like, yeah. Why are you fixed up at this fucking club? Like, right. That's that's how I feel. That's I normally turn around. Okay, yeah. All peace. right. Peace. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's too many out there, but it's, you know. The, but then once they find out who you are, they find out you got a little check mark, and then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> it is easier sliding in there with the check mark." <laughs> For real. So you guys been going to Scottsdale much? Uh, man, not really. You know, uh, uh, I guess occasionally, but man, old town's kind of, I don't know, the super club scene. You know, it's. I guess I'm kind of over. I'm 31 now, so it's getting a little yeah. older. You know, more of a dive bar type of guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, stick to invite some people over to the house type of thing. Yeah, you know, I like that better too. The clubs are just fucking always just so awkward for me. It's yeah. it's it's a rarity that I'm in a in a club like that and I'm just really letting loose, chilling. It's always like yeah. Ah. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't mind getting down, dancing that type of thing, yeah. but. You know, you go do that in Old Town. You're jam packed in like sardines. You're pouring sweat before you know yeah. before you know it. So, and you're trying to talk to a chick, and you're just fucking screaming. It's just 
yeah you can't, even, you can't even hear you know yeah uh, fuck I, went, that. I went to ba- vegas for a bachelor party a couple weekends ago and you know i was in a club and it's like dude the music was so loud like i would i couldn't i was trying to talk to this girl and she couldn't hear me so I, I got close and started yelling and then it was too loud for her that i was yelling in her ear and it was just like man forget fuck this. this fuck this <laughs> i hate that shit dude uh so you do you smoke weed are you uh do you wake up and take a bong rip right off the rip usually uh maybe yeah pretty much <laughs> occasionally occasionally we're not you know get so going wake up stuff. take a fucking rip ski and then yeah. you usually make yourself breakfast you go out yeah i'll uh i normally eat a little bit of breakfast you know if i'm gonna train i don't like to eat too heavy but i like to have something in my stomach and like then, do oatmeal or what yeah uh, oatmeal and fruit or like a little bit of carbs and mainly some mainly some fruit in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then uh, sometimes I'll do coffee. Sometimes I'll do like green tea, black tea uh, with a little honey type thing. A little charge uh, up. Yeah, get going and, uh, you know, smoke some tiva in the morning and freaking ready to rock. Let it rip, dude. Yeah. Sometimes weird. When you take a, right, a rip of the right sativa, it's like you don't even think about getting tired. Like usually you're like going there, okay, I'm getting tired. And it's just like going through your head. But then sometimes you take a good rip and you're focused on what you're doing and it's fucking prime. Yeah. And for me, uh, it's more like getting in the zone type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think by the time I warm up and you know do all that stuff, I'm not really, not really even stoned anymore. It's just kind of like, the, you know, got in the zone, hit the music, got the caffeine going. Got you and focused up. Got me focused, you know, uh, you know, focused on, getting ready to go and kind of charged up and then by the time we're training it's kind of back to normal anyways so those are you think those are your main drugs there is just weed and caffeine yeah pretty much man yeah um i mean anything else it's like fuck it's just gonna end up fucking you up in the long run yeah you know dabble in some uh some shrooms and stuff maybe not really not that much at all just a couple times in life and it's good to go and get a little reset you know especially some of the stuff that's coming out with you know what those things can do a good little dose of mushrooms it just really makes you kind of dial in what's important yeah it's fucking nice dude yeah, yeah. one of the listeners well i probably shouldn't talk about that actually so yeah that's good so just uh, some weed yeah. but you try are you drinking every weekend no nah, no nah, not every weekend. once a month yeah every, every occasionally obviously a little more here and there but uh you do much video games or i don't man i haven't gamed in forever uh, oh really yeah it's been a long time since i gamed uh Man, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not against them. I guess I just net, kind of fell off the gaming world there, yeah. and, and uh, just never went back. You know, I was, I was teaching and training, and doing all kinds of stuff in the 20s before, mm-hmm. you know, before the UFC, and had a super busy schedule. And I guess I just fell off the gaming world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially coming up, it's like, dude, you're so wiped from two practices a day. Yep. It's like fuck. But yeah, I've been. Uh, we were thinking about or, or uh, opening a little coffee shop. Cause I started, um, I've been doing an AeroPress to make my espresso every morning. It's a really nice coffee, but I've been looking into espresso machines and I ordered one, a pretty nice one. It wasn't like that nice, but it was 500 bucks and I'm looking it up. I'm like, to make good espresso, it's not fucking easy, dude. Right. Like quality espresso to where, because a lot of coffee you drink, it's already pre-ground up. So it's probably a lot of lost, a lot of its aromas, a lot, a lot of its real power. And if you don't get the right grind in your coffee, that, yeah, and I was talking about, if you don't grind your beans to the right size, like you have one grind that's really big, that's going to maybe get off give off some like sour aromas and then a, a really finely ground one that's going to give off a different one then you got a a cup of just bitter coffee i'm like there's so much that goes into a good fucking quality cup of coffee it's 
it's pretty sweet but then it makes me think i'm like damn there's a lot more to go to going into opening a coffee shop than i think yeah um i'm not a big coffee connoisseur you know i like coffee but uh you like it just black no i'll drink a little cream in there Mm -hmm. yeah just a little cream in the coffee no sugar um but man i mean a lot of those espresso's machines are freaking they're expensive dude and like 500 bucks that's like a a cheaper one a lot of the ones from at the uh stores they can go up to three racks right 10 racks so i mean i guess there's a lot that goes into it yeah i mean fuck it's a heavy drug it's a heavy drug but you get a good good coffee get yeah. you fucking charged you know what they got good coffee in abu dhabi really yeah they quality some, huh? yeah it was really good so um it was you, strong you watch any of the andrew tate stuff man uh just like little clips scrolling through instagram i've never actually like tuned into his stuff <laughs> what but, you, what <laughs> you think of it? oh man I, I was wondering how long it was gonna take before he got canceled you know like bro i still don't think he should hey, hey jay do you think you can turn up my mic a little bit i don't I don't know if it's this mic or this cord. I don't know. I didn't think he should get canceled, right, bro. Right. I mean, I don't think, you know, he's not saying anything that's that outland. I mean, maybe it is that outlandish, but Bro, they have they have people on YouTube, right. like channels that are popping off of people clearly uh, bullying or or vandalizing or just doing fucked up shit and right. they don't ban those guys. Right. And I mean, I don't know. It, there's a lot of a lot of stars out there that, you know, we're doing i think worse shit than probably he is or saying we're stuff you know what i mean and uh they're, they're trying to kill that masculinity man yeah i watched this uh there's this youtube youtube uh thing of a guy asking people on a college campus why they do you know who andrew tate is and they're like yeah and do you not like him no we fucking hate him he's a dickhead and he's like why because he's a misogynist and he always he asks them all define misogyny and they go they just have no idea what even misogyny even means right and none of them have a clue on why they hate Andrew Tate. They just do. Right. And I mean, freedom of speech, man. I thought that was all speech. You know what I mean? And it seems like uh, certain things need to get censored these days. It's fucked, though. It's fucked if on YouTube and stuff we're going to be just they're going to start censoring all that shit. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if you, you know you got that platform, but. Uh, you know i think people should be able to say what they want it almost seemed like he was he was spreading more of a uh bobby green was one calling calling sean out calling a bunch of people out for failed drug tests like calling him out like a douche almost and then he he just failed yeah i just read what you mean i've always been a bobby green fan um yeah me too and uh like you said he's he's always been against that stuff and i think uh he said he just took he took the wrong supplement from walmart or some shit like that which i get how you could do that but we all know how touchy that is yeah okay we're back ladies and gentlemen uh there we go we're still recording jay does it sound uh decent yeah we were talking about bobby green testing positive for for the shit it's like yeah he probably wasn't purposely taking anything but the shit he tested positive for was like Mm, I could see why. I mean, you were, obviously he's not trying to cheat, or I don't fucking know. But the side effects. There's a bunch of good, like good info on that DHA. It's, it's like a anti aging supplement, um, yeah. reduces body fat, does all this. Um, I was the, reading that is basically what he popped for was like testosterone. Yeah. Right, which is what was in that, I, I believe. Yeah, some some cheap ass shit from Walmart. I'm just like, God, it sucks because you really got to be careful. 
you really got to be careful with USADA. You yeah. cannot just take over-the-counter shit. You, you can't go to GNC and buy something and, no. and take it. You're running a big risk of fucking failing your test. Yeah, the only thing um, I take outside of Thorn stuff is um, the Extreme, Endur- Extreme Endurance by X Endurance. It's nice. Man. What's in that? Hard to say? It's basically a lactic acid type uh, thing. It's a, like, um, you know... I call it like my legal EPO. You know, oh, fire. Like it's, uh, you know, one, it's USADA approved. Um, and it's, I don't know exactly what's in it. There's a lot of shit in it, but basically it's to, you know, help your recovery and, and help the lactic acid from building up in your body. And uh, and it helps. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I like it. Uh, I know a lot of people, I know like Bulldog was taking it. Uh, I think Magic Mike takes yep. it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard about it a couple times. And, um, uh, you know, they X Endurance has, uh, I think, uh, you know, your normal line of supplements and stuff, but that's the one that I grab. And that then, one sticks out, huh? Yeah, and uh, you know who got me on that was uh, Chris. Curioso. Yeah, Curioso, mm-hmm. and he was uh, back in the days like, take this shit, man. You got, you got to try it out. Get you fired up, damn. We got to give her a run. Yeah, you know, it's, it doesn't really get you fired up, but it's like maybe it's in your head. I'm like, man, I'm in yeah. shape already. You yeah, know, let's go. It keeps the blood flowing. We pull out a little closer to your face. Yeah. Do you hear the shit that came out about? Uh, brett Favre, ah uh, man i i heard something about it but i don't really know many details of it it said uh although no legal charges have been brought up yet text messages obtained by mississippi today a watchdog journalism startup show the the 52 year old garnering more than 7.1 million from the coffers of temporary assistance for needing families he successfully lobbied for five million dollars to build a new volleyball arena at the university of southern mississippi where his daughter was enrolled and played the sport and he and got 2.1 million provocas for it. A biotech company he was involved in, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's crazy. So he got all that money and then didn't use it for the right stuff? And then I don't know if this is old either, but it's in the same article. A lawsuit against him by two massage therapists, alleging massage therapists alleging sexual harassment was settled out of court. It's like, dude, when I hear <laughs> shit like that, I'm like, God damn, that's the type of shit that happened to fucking me. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I don't Not know. sexual seemed- harassment, but a girl could know that's Brett Favre, and he could just, like, say something flirty, and she could just be offended and take it right. to a whole new fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, any of that stuff that's actually you know not what the woman wants, that's that's no-no, you know? Oh, like, for sure. But I don't know. Some, like you said, you know the name. Yeah. He said she looked cute or something, and yeah. that's about all that happened. Or or you, you, we really don't know. He could be right. like, I'm Brett Favre. Get the fuck over here and grabbing her ass. Something fucked up. Right. You know? that's, that's what I always think when I see stuff like that, because, I mean, I feel like for, I mean, I guess girls are crazy with that sometimes, but, like, you got you to gotta do something, especially if you're getting a massage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and um, the massage finishes, she takes the tip, and then she ta- texts her lawyer, like... Or something. Right. Or, you know, like, I don't know if you're getting in just an actual massage from a massage therapist. Like, I'm not going to freaking ask her for a happy yeah, ending at the and end. Yeah, a, a massage envy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, man, I don't know about this, you know. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's in there doing that or he's like calling. Like, you think Brett Favre's not going to massage envy. He's probably calling like a licensed. Yeah professional professional massage therapist over to his house or something you know <laughs> massage envy yeah <laughs> but i don't know still not asking her for a happy ending or whatever the hell he's doing uh 
Yeah, this Jeffrey Dahmer shit, dude, it's fucked up. A Milwaukee yeah. cannibal or Milwaukee monster was an American ser- serial killer and sex offender who committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys. Did you, you've watched some of it? Yeah, I finished it. I watched Holy all of fuck, it. dude, it's so creepy, those black guys. I'm like, I was talking to Mariah, I'm like, you could get out of this situation so fucking easy, you don't understand. And you, like, pointing out the mistakes the black guys made to get away. Right. And, and I told Mariah, too, I'm like, Picture, I don't want to say the student, but I said, picture this person when you first rolled with him. He first came in. He's the same size as that Jeffrey Dahmer guy. Right. And how he felt to you in jiu-jitsu. Because right. she's a blue belt. And she's like, yeah. She doesn't look at it that way. I'm like, that's how weak that motherfucker would feel. You'd be able to hop on his neck like pretty easily. Right. Well, he was getting him with the drinks. I know. Those slurp right. drinks. Like, so I guess maybe a couple of them, you know, he had to that's force true, to I do forgot. it. But he was mainly getting with the drinks and they would pass out. And they're loopy. They're loopy. So I think uh, that last, or the guy that actually got away and how he got caught, you know, he didn't drink anything. And that's why they had that tussle. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Or that's right. I think the one, the deaf guy, uh, you know, he snuck up behind, whacked him with a hammer. Or from what it what it shows in the you know in the I haven't thing. got to that part yet. Oh no, it's Damn, okay. No, 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 it's okay. But uh, yeah, the, the drinks. But and maybe that was you know that was 1991. Man, I was born that year. That was probably before you ever thought about someone putting stuff in your drink. Like today's yeah. world, you know, yeah. you don't take a, st- a drink from a stranger you just met, especially if he's I mean, mixing it up over there on the side. Any yeah, any of those times, kind of before the internet, you were just. I mean, I think everyone was just probably gullible as fuck right and i mean i guess i don't know i guess the midwest culture too you're not really planning on somebody yeah doing like that in a doing small that, town messing with you especially you know these guys you know being gay guys they're at this you know gay club they probably don't have too many places that they can go mm-hmm. and you know i'll be uh i'll be together and type of thing so this cute little blonde guy comes in for him and yeah and he's over. got this little weird attitude or whatever but god what would you do if you're you're you had a kid and he's three or four years old and he's just you can tell he's just obsessed with killing animals you're like he loves it and he like loves gutting it like oh man i mean i guess if he you know he's that weird of a kid like they were they were happy he was into something <laughs> <laughs> and then okay but that's a clear sign of a serial killer right yeah so i would probably take him to a mind mechanic at an early age and and spend a lot of money every week you sit with this mind mechanic this this uh therapist and let him try to fix you and get this out of you because this could be bad right and i mean if you watch you know just from what i don't know his mom personally but from what i've seen in the video she seems bad shit crazy you know what i mean like that's right dude those antidepressants and all those fucking pills that they're just shoving down their throat at that age no wonder right. he's fucked a hundred hundred percent it's from that right like i was listening to the the recent podcast with joe rogan and uh this guy here and they're talking about what the fuck is it called sorry sorry ladies and gentlemen towards the end though his dad was saying he had those thoughts when he was in age two. Oh, oh man yeah, yeah brigham bueller they talk about the the pharmacies and the big pharmas and how fucked it actually is and health insurance and how bad they're fucking people and all these pills like oxycodone and it goes goes into all a bunch of background on that and it's like damn so these people you're supposed to look at and really trust you can't trust them no i mean man 
you know, the boom of the the pain pills and stuff, you know, like, I think it was like 2009, Oxycontin became abuse-proof, the actual real Oxycontin, which outcame different stuff. So they, it, they said they said it was not uh, addicting. No, 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 no. Um, so they made the, the true Oxycontin pills uh, like a gel so you couldn't crush them up and a snort them or like what some of the addicts were doing, they melt them down and shoot them up. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't do that with those. But out came all these other pills. Uh, one that flooded where I was at was called Opana, which was like oxymorphone, which was oxycotton and morphine. It was mm-hmm. stronger. And then where you see all these zombies around the freaking town right now, there's they got the fake perks, right? And that's Oh, what are those called? Um, well, out came these things called, I think it was like a roxycodone. It was basically they, they tweaked it a little bit in the pharmacy world and they were like these little blue pills now uh you know you probably heard rappers talk about fake perks and that type of stuff mm-hmm. um now these little blue pills that look exactly like those are just fentanyl coming from mexico and they're super dirt cheap and that's what all, all everybody's smoking out here fentanyls the, yeah it's it's a fake it's a fake perk you know or it's like basically uh, you know, the, when, when Oxycontin became abuse-proof, they, they made these, like, 30-milligram uh, Percocets, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, they were tiny. Um, and those mimic those the real ones, and then but it's just fentanyl crushed oh. in a pill. And the wrong dose of fentanyl, you're dead, right? Yeah, I think that's, like, how Mac Miller died and everything. Um, and then there's been, there's been some other people that have, I think you know passed away from that but that's what you know when rappers are rapping about talking about a fake perk because it looks exactly like what comes from the pharmacy but it's just fentanyl crushing the pill and that's uh, what all these zombies are out here bro call them zombies but you know what i mean like uh you know you see it everywhere oh it's fucking sad everywhere dude. it's, it's sad it's sad but it makes me wonder you know like they they did this one good thing and then they just let all this other stuff pop out what right. was the good thing or like the oxycontin abuse proof thing and then for some reason they tweaked it and all you know you had the yeah. same shit but it was just you know yeah it just came out in a different pill form yeah so Fuck, it's like bro. how how does how does someone that's supposed to, you know they're doing something to try to protect people but then it just turns around and does the opposite pretty much yeah it's like you got to be fucking careful but but dude, back to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. His mom taking all those pills and all those antidepressants and all all those pills, and then he just gets fucked up. Yep. Like, ooh. But I was watching. Uh, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say, and he was just a loner, man. You know, he's. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's probably part of it. But I don't know. Those guys that are just super. I mean, a kid that's a super loner. It's got to be. Yeah, or just and just some gene that he was born with that form maybe formed for his mother that took out like the empathy in his brain and just made him a sociopath made right. him not have feelings toward that kind of thing right because you know he talks about he didn't want to do these things but it just it happened like he knew what he was doing but he, he didn't he didn't want to do it yeah like the the first uh couple people he killed like he was he, he went crazy that it actually happened oh god and then um i was watching um I just turned on a couple minutes of it and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. The Kardashians. And, uh, (laughs) bro, one of the girls has got an embryo transfer. And I was like, what the fuck's an embryo transfer? Do you know what that is? I have no idea. It's when a girl, so if I got Mariah pregnant, so they could stick a tube up there, get that, get that sperm in the egg or whatever, put it into another girl. And that girl have that, that exact baby. Really? So... 
How crazy is that? So the so the girl, so like say Mariah wouldn't have to go through the whole body change and right. get pregnant and do all that. So the Kardashians did that? Yeah. And oh. then she found out All she, of them or just one of the ones, I forgot what her name was. The one that has the black basketball player, he cheated on her and they have that that baby coming in like a couple weeks. Oh, uh, was it Lamar Odom and was it Chloe? I think it was a Tristan guy. Tristan, okay. I don't know. They've been around a yeah, for a minute. <laughs> but dude, that is insane. I wonder how much that runs. Uh, just a normal embryo transfer. That would oh. be scary. And like, how much bread does that mom that has to make that baby and just give it away make? Fifteen grand, twenty grand, dude, hundred uh, grand. Uh, more than that, probably more than that. Like, uh, I've heard of a. Uh, someone getting carrying a baby for like a Do you find that embryo transfer costs someone carrying a baby for a gay couple uh-huh. and they basically housed her for that long and i think it was like 30 40 racks that she got 30 40 stackers Something like that probably for the kardashians it's even more guys yeah, i apologize depends on the girl like whoever they're carrying the baby they get to make a price you know? yeah oh uh, yeah yeah maybe um like I said, sorry about that audio out there. I don't know if this audio is completely fucked because in my earphones it sounds kind of like shit, but it could just be my earphones. Yeah, but uh, you sound good to, to sounds me. Sounds fine, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Twenty-five to thirty starting. Twenty-five to thirty starting. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, that's if not, you're a car carrying a Kardashian. That's probably probably a mill. And if you're a loaded dude and you're like, I don't really want my wife to lose her body. But it's like there's probably something special about going through it with the kid and then it coming out and knowing you built it. There's probably a certain connection that comes with that. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any kids, but any mother that's talked about having a baby is like, did you know, you see girls post about having a baby on Facebook and it's like the most love they've ever felt immediately. Mm-hmm. So. And I can't even fucking imagine. Because you got any animals? Yeah, I got a dog. Love them? You love them, man. It's like, goddamn. If that's even a, like, percentage of what a human is that's crazy because i fucking love my dogs right right and uh you know that's what you always hear about kids so man that's and i don't know i i guess you gotta trust the science behind it but that's a like you're you know the other woman's still having the baby yeah exactly like does it come out with everything the same right because her her health is the one building that thing right so i wonder who knows yeah who fucking knows? Uh, Tyson Fury, it looks like that fight's off. Because you see that video of him saying the mud line, Monday is the deadline. If he doesn't sign the contract by Monday, the fight is out the window. And his jaw just <laughs> geeked out, bro, at the fight. He's like, <laughs> oh, Tyson <laughs> he just Fury. took some of the good good straight to the dome piece. Up to his old tricks. Mm-hmm. Did you see the 17-year-old that got signed? I did. What would you think of him? Ah, uh, man. You know, he was tough. He was mm. good. Pretty well-rounded. I'd like to see more of his striking. You know, he was a really good grappler. But, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely staying there and bang. But It's so hard to say. Yeah. It's so hard. It's hard to say. I mean, from the outside, his skills look good. But if you put someone that's done jiu-jitsu and grappling and they have fought a lot against someone who's not very good, they're going to look good. So it's hard to say. Put him against an elite guy. Um, but I think he's... He, I think he trains at a good gym and they're going to, like I said, UFC's smart, bro. They've been doing this so long. The matchmakers are smart. They can watch. They've been watching fighting for the whole time. So they're going to give him the right matches. Yeah. And I mean, he's only going to get better. You know, that's wait till he hits mid twenties. Yeah. He's he's got freaking, he's got a whole fight career almost before he's in the mid twenties. It's fucking insane. And then we got uh, Brian Barberina, Hafield Dos Anjos announced. That's so sweet, dude. How sweet for Bam Bam, dude. Yeah. 
man he's I, I love watching Van Bam fight like bro he's one of my favorite fighters to watch he really is I think that's you know RDA man that's a, I think that's a bad matchup for RDA you know like I know he's gonna try to you know uh, out technique him out, out uh, will him but Bam Bam will hit you dude he'll hit you and he'll take all your shots so and that's, that's the a thing tough fight. and he's he's very good at I mean Brian's takedowns defense is very good and if he does get taken down he, he's very good at getting up right and he's got that like it's not like his cardio is crazy he's just got that heart and that durability right. he just sticks him in there and southpaw and southpaw that's what i was thinking as soon as that got announced i'm like damn brian could beat him too 100 now yeah. he's beating robbie lawler which that fight how sick was that that was sick <laughs> oh my god right, bro. like we're in the back he's like, in man every like, fight like luke a, uh I mean, go on and on, but I remember Luke K and Robbie Lawler. You know, look how Luke, you know Luke K was top of the division too, and Bam Bam was going to win that fight if if it went to the distance. Yeah, it's fucking sweet, and it's good for him too. And I think he got a new contract, and he's got like awesome family. Miss yeah. that dude. So I guess uh, Purse Ariel Hawani told him for the reason for the fan media absence because they're not allowed in any media at the UFC this weekend. That's what I heard. Uh, and it has something to do with Mark Zuckerberg really wonder what the fuck's they got going on there so no media whatsoever they're not even allowed to do any zoom stuff or what i wonder i wonder if he's trying to he has a crew in there trying to get set up for the metaverse or what's he got going on who knows what if mma media just changes bam it's like a set mark zuckerberg imagine that and there's no mma media that was their last fight last weekend (laughs) that would be insane that would be nuts so what do you got going where are you flying tomorrow uh indiana what are you doing out yeah, there? I'm a best man in a friend's wedding, high school friend's wedding. Damn, um, so you guys going to turn up a bit? Uh, yeah, go back to the old stomping grounds. Uh, but, man, just excited to... Is that where you went to high school? Yeah. So you got all your boys out there? Were you guys all pretty rowdy in high school, too? Yeah, I mean, grew up in a small town, not a lot to do, so... So now you're the single guy going back, ready to rage, in the UFC. You should be able to slay, huh? Uh, possibly, man. I got... But over there you know it's like 22 years old you're you're settled down with kids letting yourself yeah, go so that's how it is back home too i mean not everybody but uh maybe there's one that just recently got a divorce yeah something like that and she's yeah. looking to just get fucked i mean everybody knows me and you know small town famous so yeah. gotta be careful over there oh, yeah no shit fuck for real did you see that video that came out uh uh they did a uh like a mtv cribs of dana's backyard having a barbecue wait i don't think that's the one or no maybe it was and he talked about his diet because he's been looking pretty slim mm-hmm. he went into a some professional and the professional said he's got 10.4 years to live and then you're probably gonna die really I'm, and i was, was like damn that's pretty crazy so he changed his diet around mm-hmm. man dude he's got this chef this like five-star chef who just cooks every single meal every single snack like I'm like, damn, that's that's like goals level rich right there just because of the food. Right, he just got him on, you know, sends him a text, like, yeah. all right. This have this whipped up. Or, or I'm coming over with some friends, get some shit on the grill. Let's get yeah. popping. I think um, his son's birthday, he, like, threw a mega, uh, his 18th birthday or something like that. He invited, like, his top three favorite rappers and had him perform live. Jesus. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Kind of 18, I mean, that's a hell of an 18th birthday. 
Bo Nickel says, five fights in one year, five first round finishes, zero strikes absorbed. Nobody can do it like me. We headed to the top. Much love, all of sorts. I'm pumped to watch him, dude. I'm pumped to watch his climb because that brings some excitement to the middleweight division. Mm. Especially you got Bo Nickel in there. You got Kamzat. You got you got Jared. You got Israel. You got Strickland. There's going to be some sick fights in the future. Yeah, man. Uh, that division's stacked. You know, got Gaslam, too. That's Gaslam, man. He just got matched up, right? He's been out for a minute. Yeah. I mean... Gaslam's a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. When he comes back, I, it's fun watching him fight. It's yeah. crazy because his just stature, and he's got like he's not like kind of chunky. He's not tall, yeah. and he fucking outstrikes and outboxes big ass motherfuckers who are way yeah. more out, out athletic than him. Yeah, and uh, you know he's, he comes, he's a smaller guy, a little quicker, and he can just take a punch too. I mean, look what J- hit Jared hit him with that one punch that folded him but yeah man most people would be still asleep today dude some mexican heads it's like what the fuck? i remember efren escudero he could take a shot yeah. like that and then i mean as far as izzy goes you know jared's fight was close not you know it wasn't as action-packed as like the gaslam one but man gaslam and izzy they were beating the <sighs> shit out of each other and then that's you know i think izzy's toughest test has been gaslam yeah for sure fucking love to see that again you know, i'd like to see him and jared again because feel like Izzy, you know, after after the Gaslam fight, I feel like Izzy's kind of played it safe, you know. I mean, and... and Which, rightfully so, I guess. Bro, because you're up there, it's like, okay, I'm going with the best guys. If right. I make one mistake, if I, I... I'm not in this spot where I need to be taking risks. Right. It's like, you don't need to be the one taking the risk. This other guy does. Right. I guess he finished Costa, but, you know, Vittori fights, Well fight. Uh, Costa versus Boachino, who, who you think would win? Uh... We'll say that Paulo Paulo Costa versus who? Comzat. Comzat. I think Costa, man. I mean, I'd like to see him bang. You know, I, Costa's not going to go away with you know one of the punches. I think from Comzat and wrestling wise, he didn't get taken down by Yoel, Yoel Romero. So yep. like, Yoel's a you know a freak of nature wrestling. Maybe not as maybe not as good as MMA wrestlers. Comzat, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know pound for pound wrestling ul was up there with with all of them yeah i think boa i think uh costa would beat him too yeah i'd like to see that uh they're starting some crap so you know that'll be a fucking war but you don't yeah you don't really see comms asking for it say no give me him give me him give him paulo costa's one asking for it okay so who do you got here uh we'll finish up with some picks charles versus islam i'm gonna go charles yeah that's i mean islam may do it you know, the the Habib and him do, but man, I'd like to see him try to hold Charles Oliver down for five rounds, and then on the feet, uh, you know, I got Charles. Like he'll, yeah. he'll take a punch, but man, um, I think he pieces up Islam on the feet. See, I'm the, I'm in the same same exact spot. I'm like Islam's gonna have to go 25 minutes if he does take him down. Right. In this guy who's so dangerous from his guard, right. dangerous with his elbows and dangerous with his omoplatas and his triangles and armbars. He's so slippery. You make one mistake, you let him get a good angle on you one time. It right. could be the end of the fight. And everyone's counting Charles. Like so many people on my YouTube lives and stuff are counting Charles out. I'm like, dude, look at his fucking resume and look at Islam's resume. There's a good chance Islam could win. Right. But I think Charles is way more dangerous. Yeah, I think, you know, I'd like to be that guy in a fight where I'm dangerous versus, all right, I can hold this dude down for 25 minutes and maybe make him tired and get a submission. But I mean, I see that's, you know, that's the only way I see Islam. Yeah, you know, getting it done is you know out wrestling him pretty much and holding him down, peppering him. Yeah, hundred percent. That's going to be a fucking just massive fight. So, yeah, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say Charles by submission later in an ugly fight, a war, yeah. but we'll see. I know. I'd, I'd like to see just, just because is like, I always wanted to see, you know, love to be, but I want to see like, man, someone, can someone submit him? You know, like, yeah. is it possible? Yeah, I've yeah, heard about real. these guys grappling, but can someone do it? And I kind of, it's kind of the same thing for Islam. Yeah. Like, you know, and you know how MMA is, right? Like we always look at this. Is this the guy to be unbeatable? Like Chris Weidman or all these guys that you think like, damn they're never gonna lose and then something fucking happens it's right. like god and habib even said he's like i know if i keep fighting i'll lose right yeah uh okay so then we got uh tj dillashaw versus aljermaine sterling sterling i think dillashaw takes the belt i think so um man you know sterling sterling's good uh but i don't think you know he's gonna out grapple dillashaw like he did yon and mm-hmm. then i don't think sterling's got I don't think you can hang on the feet with him. Yeah. I kind of said the same thing. I just think TJ's got a little more tricks on the feet. He looks a little more comfortable. He's got a lot of like knockout setups on his feet, it looks like. And then his former Division One wrestling, I feel like could possibly cancel out Aljo's, especially the big cage, five rounds. I think Aljo's reigns come to the end, but we'll see. Yeah. And, um, you know, Aljo, he's big, strong, take you down, hold you down, but. I think I think Dillashaw can match him there. You know he's yeah, and he's went you know well he went five rounds with Sanhagen. Mm-hmm. Thought Sanhagen it was a close fight. I thought Sanhagen won the fight. Dillashaw won the contest. Yeah, I think know? so too. But and and the thing is with TJ, you just never know how is this fight game going. Right. Yeah, yeah. His last one look he looked good against Corey. He, I mean he came out there and he fucking right. fought hard against Corey. But now another five round fight camp with no PDs. Right. How's your body holding up? How? Right. You I, never know. I was impressed, you know, he came off what, two two and a half year layoff or something like that. And looked good as fuck. For five rounds. Yeah. And uh So we'll see. Like you said, see if the fight can't wears, but you know, he knows how to go five rounds. He's went five rounds so many times, I think, mm-hmm. in his career or, or trained for it. Like, you know. Yeah, he, I agree. That, that's how he was able to come off, you know, a couple year layoff and be bam, I can go five rounds with one of the best and get my face split open and you know get dropped yeah i still got it yeah. uh okay so we got uh sugar shane versus peter gotta go sugar shane man mm-hmm. gotta go sugar shane he's a four to one underdog really on a lot of sites uh i think so a hundred dollars on sugar would win you 400 on some sites might be a bet we're gonna put down but and bro you i mean i'm excited for it i just think there's a good chance they're gonna beat him dude yeah i really do i'm like what the fuck he's confident we're confident it's like trying to figure sugar out in 15 minutes what do you think yeah i I agree um you know take all bias aside of it just like yano will take some punches Mm -hmm. i've felt sugar's right hand and if he lands it you know we know what we know what happens Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think that's like the difference between this like sandhagen and suge like uh sanhagen's got nasty stuff he may hit you with like one of those flying knees one of those elbows but his his hands aren't the one hitter quitter punches you know he's got the good movement the long rangey and you know yano take some and, and give it back but can he take sugar's right hand yeah it's a little heavier right it's, it's a little know, heavier which heavier. is weird but which is weird because even holding pads i'm like Usually skinnier people don't crack like that. But right. He's got this weird heaviness to it, especially being consistent with Brandon Harris over these years now. He's really grown into a man and put on some good size. Uh, 
Yeah, because so, I think even when we were back on the Contender Series, he was weighing about what I was weighing for 25. Like, he was smaller. 38. Yeah. yeah. 38 in the cage on that night. Yeah. Yeah, I think my first three fights at Bantamweight, I was, like, under 45. Yeah. I was just like, God, I got to get bigger. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the whole kind of – this is a big opportunity. I just think after this fight, we got uh, still a couple weeks left of the fight camp, but it's going good. After this fight, I feel like the, with Suge, the narrative will change mm-hmm. a, a bit, and they'll be like, damn, this motherfucker yeah, if can he, fight. He puts away Jan. What, what can you say? Yeah. And and Jan's five five I think five five ish but man Jan is a motherfucker dude watching film on him he's a tough little fuck yeah yeah he's gonna you know he's gonna put his chin down he's gonna throw mm-hmm. but uh, I mean that's I guess that's way him and Sanhagen was a good I guess like uh it was know, like it was literally fight. like I'm like I, I very good chance I know that the pace is different because it's five rounds so he could come out with a hotter pace right. but I'm like he's gonna have that same plan right there. Yeah, but just I even feel. even on three round fights, he's got that tie style where it's just notoriously a little slower. They like pick up as yeah. you go type thing. Yep, you and know? kind of stand in there in the middle also. Right, and it's not a five round fight. And if you look at a lot of Jan's finishes, or you know, I think a couple of them, Aldo, and there's another one I think was in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, and, and he starts to take over in the fourth or fifth round, which it's only a three round fight. Fuck, dude, I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's gonna be good, man. I'm so pumped. Um, who else do we got on that? We got Benil Dariush versus uh, Gomrat. Ooh. It's a sick fight. That dude. is a sick fight. That's a fucking step up for uh, Gomrat. They definitely can, you know, hang on the feet, but I'd, I'd kind of like to see him grapple for 15 minutes. That'd be sick. I know. They're both, uh, man, they're both nasty on the ground. I think uh, if I had to bet, if someone's like, hey, here's 10 grand to bet, I would bet Benil. Yeah. I don't know. He makes it a little ugly. Like, you know, he gets in there and, I mean, Gumrat's good technical, but I think Darius, he's got that awkward style. You know, yeah. he'll just, he'll take one to give one type of thing. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, along with, you know, the grappling credentials and everything. And then we got uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. I'm excited for that fight. Yeah, man. I'll see how the wrestling goes. You know, if Sean can hold him down like he did Kiesa and stuff, mm-hmm. like, that's that, but... They have to stand, you know. Well, has yeah. got good wrestling, though, so. Yeah, like tricky footwork. But everyone says Sean Brady's just a fucking stud on the ground, so. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't turn out to be kind of like a boring striking match where their wrestling cancels out. Right. Could uh, happen. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, brother. Well, thanks a lot for coming to do this. Of course, man. Uh, had a blast. It's been a while since we talked, and uh, it's been good, man. Yeah, look forward to get back to training here because your hands are healthy and if you had a goal kind of when to come back when would you think uh i'd like to get one before the end of the year you know the end of the year is kind of coming up but if i can get in on there on december sometime it'd be nice it'd be so, fire yeah we'll have to get some get some training yep get some training in and uh shoot get back to some of our grappling days and everything oh so. fuck yeah okay ladies and gentlemen uh if you like the content there's a bunch more uh behind the scenes there's a bunch of extra shit like um on patreon top three books i mean there's a whole whole list of content that's not anywhere else but patreon.com slash redhawk academy so if you like it support it and then this week i'm giving away another pair of the custom gloves signed if you want just fresh if you'd want so if you're a subscriber just click subscribe like and then comment on the video and then i'm gonna pick a random winner for the gloves so all right ladies and gentlemen thank you very much love you bye-bye